Hello, everyone. Welcome. We are here with the newest member of the Ledger Pro team, G Money. G Money, welcome to Ledger HQ. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is space is beautiful. So what are you doing here in Paris? Um, I was out here for NFT Paris. I spoke on the panel on Saturday and, you know, I stayed for Fashion Week and been having... It's been nice that they put those two together yeah, for I us, know. right? Yeah, it's it very, very fortuitous. NFT Paris was way better than I thought it would be and there were a lot of people there, a lot of good energy both from within the Web3 space and also uh, the legacy brand space. I, I, I thought there were a lot of good combos and good energy. Yeah, it was interesting because you had the NFT community and then you had a lot of you know brands that were coming to check out what was going on and then you also had you know french government was uh was was in the yeah. house actually yep. like um seeing seeing what's going on so it's good to see that that you know people are are getting their head around this you you and i've been talking about this for a while i mean you know for brands i mean i just spent five years at, at lvmh before um before coming here to to ledger and you know and i i what i always say is that you know the impetus for buying a luxury watch is the same as the impetus for buying an NFT, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody sure. buys a luxury watch to tell the time. Right. You buy it because you appreciate the craft, you like the design, you care about the brand, maybe you think the value will go up over time, um, and it makes you kind of a member of a particular club, mm -hmm. right? You're a member of the club of people who appreciate the craft and, and the piece, right? right? Which is, you know, none of that is because it's made of atoms. Right, right? yeah, and, and also it's none of that is because it's the most accurate way to tell time or fastest way to drive or whatever have you, right? A exactly. lot of it goes into what does this mean? What does this signal? Right. What does it reference in, in, in culture? Let's assume that, that people, you know, know a bit of your, of your history because mm -hmm. there are a bunch of podcasts that people can listen to, to, to catch up on that. I'm curious, you know, as you've approached this, you've like come at it both with brands mm -hmm. and then as a brand. Mm -hmm. So why, why that direction with, uh, with your work? There's been two things that I've been really trying to do. One is increase adoption, and then two is disruption, right? And so I think working with big brands and having them enter the space in what I think is the most decentralized manner, as opposed to doing like on private blockchains, which I think we saw a lot in 2017 where every company was like, we're going to have our enterprise private blockchain, and none of those worked out, right? Because the whole point of this is decentralization, right? Uh, and that's one where I think helping brands come in in a truly authentic, incredible way, I think is really important. But then I also know that they're not necessarily going to be pushing the boundaries of what is possible with the tech. And that's why I wanted to start my own brand where I'm saying, okay, I'm in these conversations and I think they're going down the right path. But if like the edge of the table in terms of what the tech can do is like over here, like the brands are coming in and like falling like way short of it, which is fine because I think that there's... A lot at risk right it's yeah. like they can't move fast and break things whereas i think uh we see that a lot with builders and crypto natives is they'll be pushing the tech to the limits and sometimes you know it doesn't always work out as intended right away but at the very least you're kind of like putting things to the test yeah I, I love that. You do want to advance the space overall, and it's not really about you know competition uh, with with the brands, um, you know. But you're almost like 90cc is like proof of concept for the whole industry in that way. Um, yeah. And then the tide floats all boats, um, mm -hmm. as they say. So, what are the things that brands should be doing right now? I think that they should be testing the tech, right? Like literally having as many conversations as as they can. One of the things that 
I really enjoyed the most about this past weekend was that there were a lot of people from a lot of household names that were interested, that, like, have a team that's definitely much more educated on the subject matter than they were at this time last year and definitely this time two years ago. Um, and just, like, really willing and able to kind of mess with the technology. Because I think even right now with the pullback and everything that's happened in crypto, uh, there's a lot of distrust uh, out there, I think, in the mainstream. But I think understanding that the underlying technology is solid and that I think is required for a free and open metaverse in the future, it has to start getting built now, right? Like they always say bear markets are for builders, right? Um, during the bull market, it's there's a lot of froth and people are, you know, kind of like all over the place, but it's in the bear market when you really clamp down and like real progress is made. It feels like it's happening to me. Like when I hear, when I'm the most bullish is when I talk to Ron Ferris at Nike or when I hear, you know, Adam Brotman talk about what his company is doing with Starbucks mm -hmm. and then, or, or I hear the numbers coming out of Ticketmaster, you know, mm -hmm. the Ticketmaster has like quietly delivered tens of millions of NFTs and no one talks about it or even knows it. That's when I'm like, oh my God, like right. this is for sure happening. At the same time, you know, like I said, I, I know from my time at LVMH, you know, Louis Vuitton doesn't need to be first. Mm -hmm. They can totally wait for the market to develop and, and then they show up with their brand and do something incredible and and that's fine. Um, you know, an interesting thing I found at LVMH, during the pandemic, we did a look at which of our brands at LVMH did better during the first six months of the pandemic. And the best correlation I could find is who had been doing e-commerce the longest. Mm -hmm. So what I, what I always remind the brands is, and it's similar to what you just said, is there isn't really an advantage to being first from a, just a spending and marketing perspective, mm -hmm. but from a learning perspective, there is. And one of the things that we found is that, you know, the education you can do inside of a big company mm -hmm. is really valuable. Right. right, because there's people like me and you, there's one or two people at the big company mm -hmm. that are like me and you in terms of like believers, mm -hmm. um, and then the rest of them are like, what the hell are you right. talking about? And if you can do that sort of education inside the company, then you're growing something that you know, you'll, you'll maybe see the fruits of, of a few years from now. But also, I'm, I'm curious, you know, I remember last year, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, you skipped NFT NYC to, to go to Can Lion. Yeah. Um, and what you said was, NFT NYC doesn't need me. Those people are all already believers. I need to go where these brands are and kind of bring in more believers. I, by the way, and that's what I really wanted to say is thank you, <laughs> uh, you know, for, for doing that job because I, th I think you're right. It's a bit of an echo chamber mm -hmm. inside the world of believers. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, doing that like kind of evangelism is, is, is out. How, how has that been? I mean, that's almost a year ago. What do you feel? Because, you know, it, it, was, it was probably e actually easier last June than, oh, than, it, sure. than it is today. I think um, the conversations were good, but it's just slow, right? It just, you know, I think you understand just enterprise uh, sales cycles just take a long time for them to make a decision, right? Yeah. Where they're like, oh, okay. It's funny because, because NFTs are everything, right? Mm -hmm. um, you can approach it from a marketing perspective. You can approach it from a actual like collectibles perspective. There's so many ways that you can attack the problem. So it's like sometimes you're talking to the CMO. Sometimes you're talking to like the head of product design, right? It's right. like just so different. And it really depends on how the organization is looking at it, where it could be customer rewards points, right? Yeah. Like that's 
that's going to be NFTs as well at some point, right? Yeah. So I think it's it's just really interesting. So a lot of times when I sit down with brands, I'm just like, well, what what are you trying to do, right? Because I could tell you what I think you should do, but I really don't know what your internal goals are. And so you tell me what your goals are, and then I can be like, well, I think that this would be cool. I think that this would be pretty innovative, and I think that this is why this scales and stuff like that and give my opinion. But ultimately, a lot of times, especially when I'm, I'm first meeting a brand or the team at a brand, my first question is, like, what are your KPIs and what are you, what are you trying to accomplish? Because that's going to determine, like, what you know, what you find compelling and what you don't. And how much of your time are you spending on 9DCC doing that, you know, innovating, being that proof of concept? And how much time are you spending, you know, talking to other people? Because, I mean, it, it really seems like you're sort of, you know, giving, giving that, giving these ideas away because you want to see the space, you know, right. grow and you want to be a catalyst for that. But how much of your personal say, time is spent doing each? I'd say 90% plus of my time is spent on 9DCC. Uh, I think that now a lot of the conversations have more shifted before 90cc existed, uh, people would be like, hey, we want you to be an advisor. And I'm like, all right, well, what does that conversation look like? Yeah. And it wasn't very compelling, right? Because ultimately what I've seen is a lot of times brands would like an advisor so that they have somebody to blame if like something doesn't go the way it should go. Um, and it's really, it's just like I can give my input and they can listen to it or not, right? Yeah. And a lot of times I feel like the brands... Are, will say, oh, thank you, but like you know, we're a multi-billion-dollar corporation. We know better, and it's like, all right, fine. Like, yeah, we'll see. That's why they like advisors, by right. the way, right? Because they, they they stir things up internally, but then they can tell them to go. Right. Away. Then like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. Uh, but now with 90CC, I could say, okay, if you want to work with me, you have to work with me through 90CC so that we can work on something together. And if we're working on something together, then my input will be listened to. Right? Yeah. And I say, this is the best way I think this should be done. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to work with me, then we have to do it that way. Right. Uh, I think it's super interesting. And, and I, I guess one of the things I want to capture and then we wrap and move on to security is just like when people are like, wait, what does G Money do anyway? Right. I mean, so 90 percent, 90 CC, still 10 percent, you know, talking to the industry, talking right. to people, trying to move things forward. Um, and then what, so what's next for 90CC? You know, it's, it's really just, I think, storytelling and uh, building the community, right? Because I, I, I purposely started the community very small, right? With Admit One was 1,000 people, right? 900 people, 1,000 NFTs. Um, you know, the, the drops have been smaller and we've done, we've taken our time. Uh, and now, because I also want to make sure that, we can we have the processes in place and and understanding stuff like I'd rather deal with a community of a thousand people than ten thousand people where you know if there's yeah. like ten percent uh, error rate right like I only have to deal with a hundred people instead of a thousand people yelling at me like I'm yeah. like yeah let me figure that out. And by the way, that's Maybe. luxury is like that. Right. You know, the numbers in luxury are are, are, much smaller. are, are, are on a absolute you know right. customer basis are much smaller. Yeah, yeah. so it makes perfect sense to me. Well, cool. Let's talk about enterprise security mm -hmm. overall. Uh, thank you for joining our pro team, by the yeah, way. No, like, thanks, uh, I really, uh, I'm, I'm, no, me too. I, I really think, because my goal is really to get people to think about enterprise security. That's a mm -hmm. starting point. Yeah, look, there are big exchanges on the planet that are still using Ledger Nanos, right? Mm -hmm. And Ledger Nanos are great security. The level of security is excellent mm -hmm. for that job. What's not there, though, is the governance. You know, I talk to luxury brands and I say, okay, where are your smart contracts? Mm -hmm. Oh, they're in MetaMask. 
Okay, are they on a ledger? No. Okay, who has the recovery phrase? Um, the two IT guys look at each other and go, we do. Right. Like, okay, people need to understand how big a risk that is, right? Yep. It might not be a risk today, mm -hmm. but, you know, we've certainly had the horror stories of, you know, okay, our company lost $5 million. We know where it is because we can't find our head of IT, you know, <laughs> um, you know maybe check local plastic surgeons, but that's where we are with this. What I really appreciate you helping us do is to just have a conversation around enterprise security. Um, we just did a, an interview with our CTO and our, our head of, um, of enterprise that we posted on the, on the Ledger podcast this week, um, you know, really going through what is it? How does it work? How does Ledger Enterprise work? You know, mm -hmm. that, that sort of a thing. Um, but I really wanted to talk to you about, you know, what you think about it for the businesses that, that you talk to. My belief is that for many luxury brands, as mm -hmm. we know, it'll take 10 years, right. actually, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they will go from zero to one. Mm -hmm. They'll go from having, you know, zero digital assets to more than zero. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm on the board at Dr. Martin's, and I know they will go from, they're right today at zero, mm -hmm. And they will go from zero to more than zero. Mm -hmm. um, they'll go from zero digital currency to accepted to more than zero. And right. they'll have go from zero digital products to more. And they'll go from zero wallet uh, relationship management to more than zero. You mm -hmm. know, that will happen o over the next five years. And as they do, they're all going to need an enterprise security solution, some kind of a go-to-market solution, right? Mm -hmm. You've got to be able to do this in a way that, you know, people don't get, you know, jacked going in and then to that point their customers are going to need security and education mm -hmm. right so they'll need a nano and they need to know how to use it or you know or, or something similar so that's you know that that from for me is is the mission right um i see very few like if we started talking to our friends who have who are leaders of nft projects mm -hmm. they might have a ledger so they have the security, but they don't have Ledger Enterprise, so they don't have the governance. Right. And that worries me. You know, what happens, you know, if that founder gets hit by a bus right. or, you know. like that, it, It's funny because these are things that, like, we talk about internally on my team, right? Where, uh, I mean, it, even something as simple as a Discord, like, I, I don't have access to any admin tools on the Discord so that if I get hacked, like, it doesn't affect it. Like, I can't post a link. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, but that's, that's for discord and that's much easier to deal with than, you know, something that millions and potentially billions of dollars will be stored on, uh, where we think about, okay, what's key man risk here. And like, how do we try to distribute that as evenly as possible? And honestly, just when I was just going through, uh, the demo, I was like, oh, this is actually really cool because you can eliminate that key man risk significantly, if yeah. not entirely, right? Yeah. Give me kind of a, you know, if, if, if you, a before and after, you know, for, for, for G-Money. There's G-Money, the individual, then there's G-Money, the individual with a team, mm -hmm. and now there's 90CC, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, how would you think about almost your, your security going through those three phases? Because maybe it's helpful for right. someone so, thinking about it on their end. So, G-Money, the individual... Right was you know just MetaMask right no no nothing uh, originally started because like the the amounts of money were nominal right yeah. it's like just didn't really matter it's like if I got hacked whatever I was just gonna reload and and put more money in and then after some period of time it's like oh okay like these assets are significant let me make sure like I have some sort of hard wallet in place so I don't click a malicious link or somebody hacks into my computer and can steal all my NFTs or, or crypto, what, whatever it is for that matter. And so the next step was just 
a ledger, right, yeah. of some sort. But yeah, so you know, I I started originally uh, with hot wallets and then cold wallets, and then now as we've been you know messing with 90CC, right, it starts with cold wallets, but then you know I'm sitting here looking at the solution. I'm like, I mean, this makes sense, right? Because you know, there's one thing about enterprises is there it's always dynamic, right? The people that are there today aren't guaranteed to be there tomorrow because you know life goes on, careers and stuff like that. So how do you how do you deal with that, right? Where it's like if somebody has a, a seed phrase, they ha- you have a seed phrase for for, for life, right? And yeah. so how can you now abstract that risk away and still operate something where if I'm on the road and I can't, you know, do a transaction that somebody in the office can, uh, but when I'm there, I can do it as well, right? So yep. to me, it, it makes a ton of sense. It's something that's definitely needed. And I think even a lot of times I think you'll see from institutional grade solutions are still missing this important piece right and so i think the fact that this is coming online and is something that's available i think starts to change the game where all of a sudden if i'm a large enterprise or a corporation and i'm coming into the space all of a sudden you feel from a risk perspective in terms of what you just said about the it guy running away with wads of cash that starts to become much yeah. less likely. Or if you're, you know, you know, 90cc gets gets to a certain scale, or you know, let's be honest, if Louis Vuitton started doing digital products, mm-hmm. they would they'd have a lot of them, right? Mm-hmm. And you right. know, that that those are they're valuable items for the end mm-hmm. user. They're also like contracts and relationships with the customer, right? Right. So you know, those are those are super important to protect, you know, as a as an asset, and it's something that, you know, enterprise hasn't really faced up to this point. You know, the other thing that um, I think makes the the Ledger Enterprise solution unique is that it's actually self custody, mm-hmm. right? Um, whereas if you were using, I mean, there were people that that had their businesses sitting on FTX, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it was the CISO of of one of the big exchanges who said to me. He's like, Ian, Ledger's the only company that does it right because you're the only company that has an answer to the question, what if you cease to exist, yeah. right? And everyone else is like, oh, that won't happen, yeah. right? But, I mean, we've all we've right. all used MySpace and yeah. Flickr and, you know, mm-hmm. even my bank here in Paris is, like, kind of going out of business yeah. right now. <laughs> like, so, um, you know, having, knowing that that you, the, the, the business, the enterprise, actually hold the keys the same way that with ledger you actually hold the keys and and i think that that's especially important in the world of digital objects right right? because look if i'm an enterprise you know i i I probably use a bank (laughs) you know um (laughs) but you know i i also use a warehouse right Mm -hmm. i don't i don't use a bank for you know to store my to store my goods my Mm -hmm. goods i have custody of actually and that's important to the to the running of my business it's Um, funny you mention that because i even remember uh as ftx was imploding and bringing down everything with it i had some hot wallets but i usually i i never keep anything on any exchanges unless it's going in or out like within 24 hours uh, and I, re- I remember being like, okay, my biggest risk is like that the price keeps going lower, right? That, but I, I don't have the risk of will it be there tomorrow, yeah, right? Exactly. And that was really like laid down at night knowing that my biggest risk was I'm, I was going to lose a portion of my net worth if we kept going lower, but I was going to lose everything. Right, there's right? market risk. Right, there's, market there's, risk, there's not, not loss yeah, risk. Exactly. I had exactly the same thing. You know, it's funny because I used FTX to trade, so yeah. I immediately logged into my FTX account and was mm-hmm. like, 
What do I, do I have something here that I've forgotten about? I had four dollars in there. So. I think I had like five grand or something. I was like, yeah, yeah. No, I was. I actually screenshot the four dollars and was like, okay, there's my risk. Right. Um, that kind of peace of mind is really, you know, invaluable. I think that self custody side is is underappreciated, mm-hmm. right? Um, you really need to think about, you know, what are the the kind of risks on a on a global level. But the thing that people want is they also want to have access to services, right? I don't, I mean, I'm not trying to, I'm also not trying to take my assets and, you know, bury them and right. never do right. anything with them, right? I'm, I'm trading. Right. I'm, and so that, that's, I think, the, you know, the, what, what I love about the, the Ledger Enterprise solution is that you've got access to all of the dApps. Mm-hmm. That access is controlled, um, you know, th- through the control mechanism. So if someone in your organization has rights to up to... 25,000 or 500,000 or, but above that it needs three signatures and one of them has got to be the CFO, you know, that you can put kind of an infinite um, number of, of, of rights in there. Mm -hmm. Of course, that level of configurability means, you know, you got to take some time to to do the setup. Um, But once you're set up and you have those rules, then it becomes plug and play as you grow the organization. Exactly. We have, you know, in, I mean, this thing was made for banks and governments, right. which is both the good news and the bad news, maybe, right? It was made for banks and governments, not not for, as I was saying to my friends, the selection guys, I was right. like, I have good news and bad news for you. And they're the same thing. Right. You know, this was made for banks and governments, mm-hmm. which means it's that good. Right. But it was not made for a DJ collective, right. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, but it's got, it's got that level of, like, you know, security, configurability, mm-hmm. self-custody, um, you know, et cetera. And, you know, when you're, when you're operating at kind of the level that, you know, that you and the organizations that we're talking about mm-hmm. are operating at, that's what you need. So I'm going to ask for your help. Okay. <laughs> so thank you for joining the pro team. What I'd really like to accomplish between us, and I mean this sincerely, it's why I, I like, it was like, we got to get G because G can actually talk to this community. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I talk to NFT founders all the time and I find things out like, yeah, when I'm on vacation, my team can't do anything because I can, I'm the only person with the wallet. Right. And my thought is, I hope you come home from vacation. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so what I want to do is I want to go to, to everyone who's not an individual. If you're an individual, go to ledger.com, buy a nano, you're good. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're not an individual, if you're an organization, Right, you're a, you're a company. You're a fashion brand, a, a, a sugar water brand. You're um, you know, you're an NFT project, right? You're the, the and and you have a team. What are you using? Just please, just I just want people to tell me. And if it's not Ledger Enterprise, why not? If if you tell me, oh, I've got a better solution, I want to hear that too. But, actually, no, I I agree. I I think because I I think part of it to your point exactly is it requires education, right? Because first is people are like okay, what is crypto? Okay, how do I secure it? And like really basic level secure, right? Like it's like just get a hardware wallet. But now the next evolution of that is like, what's the governance? How can we then utilize it and build out scale an organization so it's not where it's like one person running around with one seed phrase and like being like, all right, if this person disappears, like what happens to the organization? What happens to the treasury? All the money that's sitting in there? What happens to the the inventory? Right? It's like exactly, yeah. that. Like the in the customer real relationships. World, yeah, the in the real world, yeah. things are not set. There's a ton of fail safes, and it's like we're building that now in the space, and it takes time, right? Obviously, you know, I'm sure everybody has those stories where we expect this by Jan one. You know, yeah. Jan one comes and goes, and there's delays for whatever reason, but 
especially when you're dealing with security, like that's something you can't compromise on. Yeah, and, and my hope is is that like you and I can get to people before we get the horror stories. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid yeah. the horror stories are coming, right? Right. I mean, you know, ledger sales were incredible in November, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. of FTX, right. that's not a good reason right. for exactly. us to have incredible sales, right? right. Those, like those people should have been on ledger before. So what I really hope is that like that, that you and I can, you know, just get people to think about this problem mm -hmm. and not wait until it's a problem, right. you know, but to have enterprise security. Um, you know, if you're an organization, then you, it's not enough to have security. You also need governance. Um, and, and Ledger is the, the solution. It's funny because inside of Ledger, we talk about Ledger Enterprise as like the best kept secret in the industry. Mm -hmm. We don't really brag about that, right. but that's why we invited <laughs> right. you to join the pro team because we're like, man, we really got to, you know, speak up right. about this challenge because otherwise you had an nft project with a with a lot of um value in it and and something happens you know to the to the founders their wallet or whatever and you we have a real horror story right. and and i would like to have those people you know in those communities be benefiting from the governance that ledger enterprise um you know provides so um, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank in you for mission. having me. I'm I'm like excited because I I do think that this is something that's super important. Um, and I think a lot of times, especially when the times are good, uh, people forget about it. Right? People always remember to your point exactly when there's a big hack, when something big happens. That's when everybody brings up, oh, this is the primer on security. Uh, and it's like people should be much more proactive on it. Yeah, I think Derek Edward Schloss is a thousand percent right that we're going through this once in humanity digitization of all value. Mm -hmm. It'll take 25 years, mm -hmm. just like the digitization of all information did. Mm -hmm. But it is inevitable. If that's the case, then, you know, all businesses will go from zero to one mm -hmm. when it, with respect to, to digital value, mm -hmm. which means they're going to need enterprise security go to market, and then education and security for their customers. Um, and, and so I think that, you know, we got to get on that train. Right. Um, and, that's, and that's fundamentally, you know, what we're doing. So thanks, awesome. man. I appreciate your help. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be along for the ride. It's, it's going to be fun. Awesome. Thanks. <laughs>